Hello and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of people who craft it. I'm Aaron with Orange Cat Trivia in Richmond, Virginia. I'm Jeff with RMT Trivia in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Matt from the Triviality Podcast based out of Chicago, located in Los Angeles. And I'm Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment based out of Chicago and located also in Chicago, Matt, because some (laughs) of us don't leave. (laughs) I can't take the winters. You trivia abandoning bastard. I miss you so. How the hell are you, man? I'm doing great. You know, I I feel like I still see you because I pop into your your live streams from time to time. And that's basically what you're doing now. So I still see you. Oh, you see nothing, Jon Snow. Everything is behind (laughs) the curtain, right, guys? (laughs) Yes, very much so. Yep. Yeah, and, and Aaron, I haven't heard your voice in a long time as well. It's it, it does my heart good to hear you. How's life? Life is good. Life is busy. I started a new job in a sort of new field of law a couple months ago, and it, kicked, it took me out the knees more than I expected just in terms of, of time and energy. And like I was saying before we got on, I had a contested hearing on Friday that was twice as long as it had to be, and I would have joined the recording, but I was too busy getting drunk. <laughs> but <laughs> I am happy to be that. here now. So, so what you're saying is that the law is complicated? The law is complicated and people lie. Don't don't lie to your lawyer, folks. It, just just don't. They can't help you if you lie to them. Why in the world would anybody lie to their lawyer? It's like the one person it makes the least sense to lie to. You know, I I wish I wish I knew why they did it so I could try to get out in front of it. But so yeah, it's I'm almost like out. being a lawyer would be easier if it weren't for all the damn clients, right? <laughs> <laughs> if only people were good, honest people all of the time. Ah, uh, but then we wouldn't need you and then why would you drink? Well, because I do still host trivia once a week, so that is my <laughs> designated drinking time. Yeah, no, that that definitely tracks. Uh, Jeff, how are you and the family these days? Oh, we're doing we're doing just fine. Uh, still getting our new house, making it feel more like a home day by day. Just do you painted, have the speakeasy uh, built into the basement yet? No, oh. I was <clears throat> I, I was definitively told no for my plans to build a secret closet room in our master bedroom because it's a, it's a longer room than normal and it's attached to a, a bath. Like we have a master bath as well. And if you did it correctly, you could put a wall on like, it's hard to describe a three dimensional space over audio. But if you put a wall, if I built a fake wall on one of the sides of the room, our closets and the entrance to the bathroom would be hidden. And then Ooh, okay. I could have like a secret bat cave <laughs> that I can show my friends and say, hey, let me open up this bust of, of Shakespeare, push this button, and then the door opens and you could go to the bathroom. Oh, like, I can't I, wait to get that invitation in the mail. You are cordially yeah. invited to Jeff's cave. Yeah, except except I can't. Except I can't. Marcy, Marcy gave me the hard no on that one. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of home renovations, you know what I just realized like two days ago when I moved studios in my basement? It occurs to me, I have a, a two-floor house with a full basement. So two floors above where I am right this moment is the master bedroom. And one floor above me is the front room, as we call it in Chicagoland, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. that we turned into a dining room essentially a couple of months ago. And I realized that here in quarantine, I'm only in three places in my house at any given point, And that's my bed, the kitchen table, and down here in the office. So I want to install a fireman's pole, and I got some pushback mm-hmm. on that. Can't imagine why. <laughs> Did you yeah. wait? Did you say? Did you say French room? No, it's no, a front room. room Fr- okay, but because we're Chicago and it comes out French room. Okay, front rooms I've heard of. That's the thing you yeah. have everywhere. French room is probably more, more geographically specific. Yeah, it's the room next it's to the, the room, room where you have where the you junk eat lunch. <laughs> 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 well, too. 
It still blows my mind that junk, uh, junk drawers are apparently like a regional thing. I had no idea growing up. Really? Well, we have them here, so big region. Eh, fair. I, I've heard it on those like BuzzFeed style. Hey, we'll figure out where you're from. And I've seen front room. I've seen uh, junk drawer. I've seen, you know, soda versus pop. Apparently I'm wrong on that, by the way, because I am diehard soda. Yeah, me too. It's, also, it's, again, soda. regional things are weird. Um, but it's, it's pop out here in gym shoes, not sneakers. Is it really out in L.A.? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's what I've learned. That's the only thing I've learned out here. <laughs> yeah, soda, is, if I remember productive. correctly, is mostly East Coast. And then yeah, pop is Midwest. South, yeah, it's, if you go down South, it's all Coke. I have, I have Coke. legitimately had this conversation in Texas visiting some friends. Hey, what do you all want to drink? Uh, I'd like a Coke. What kind of Coke? Diet 7-Up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is not Coke for many reasons. <laughs> isn't uh, isn't that the uncola? It's literally the opposite. It was says... that 7-Up or was that Sprite? You think we'd be the people who would know this stupid <laughs> yeah, information off was I thought it was 7-Up was the uncola. And then they switched to make 7-Up yours. Hmm. When I was oh, in... that's right. I forgot about that marketing campaign. That was such a good one. I could be wrong about the uncola. I'm, I'm going to look it up. I'm assuming you are. It's fine. So while they're insulting each other, as they often do, Matt, have you introduced yourself yet? Um, I think I said that I was Matt from Triviality. Um, I haven't really talked about it. Triviality is a podcast where we do trivia. We say we have a catchphrase that I can't remember for some reason right now. <laughs> a little bit of something meets a something else. A lack of serious meets a, a little bit of Chicago style pizza or whatever. There you go. That shows how often I host the show, which is not very much anymore, but I'm always on it. Uh, actually, more so since I moved out here because my hours are better. Um, but yeah, it's a basic trivia style game show. Uh, fast moving, usually under an hour, which is what people really enjoy about it. And a lot of witty banter, hopefully, between me and my three friends, Neil, Jeff and Ken. I said Ken last because I know that he's going to hear this. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know or don't read the show notes, Ken from Triviality is uh, graciously signed on to be our workaday podcast editor. So when everything sounds terrible and my jokes don't land, it is his fault. He's supposed to punch it up. We tell him all the time. He just never does. It's terrible. The dead air on Triviality is probably my favorite part of Triviality other than the <laughs> non-dead air parts. But just the, the, there is a nuance to just letting something go that you guys have mastered in a beautiful way. There is a there is a uh, not safe for work version of the podcast that gets left on the floor pretty much every single week, <laughs> um, which we we will eventually make uh, available to Patreon supporters. But um, there's a little bit of pushback there because we have sort of a clean brand, and I hear the kids listen sometimes too, so we want to avoid that. Oh, look at you actually caring about your listeners and their feedback. We should work on that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel I like have, our audience is I feel like our audience is niche enough without need to delve into like the fact that like kids don't want to listen to this. Most adults don't want to listen to this. This is a very <laughs> narrow topic. What what parent is listening to their six year old in the car? I think we're safe. Well, if you added a Pokemon Go segment, I think you could really corner the ten year old market. Is what I'm saying. You know what the irony <laughs> to that statement is, Aaron? Hmm. That is exactly how my wife listens to this episode. Or, or every episode of this podcast every week in the car, driving back and forth with our seven-year-old from baseball practice. And Oops. I know it's not like a labor of love because she looks forward to the episodes I'm not on. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Quincy. We, 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 have, we have conversations that we need to have. Um, Matt, you and the Triviality guys 
are responsible for my biggest shame in all of my quizzing career. Do you know that? I know exactly where this is going, and you can go ahead and talk about Slam Ball again if you'd like. Fucking Slam Ball, <laughs> Matt. Can we talk about this? We can. It was That was one of our first episodes. I think it's like episode six or seven, right? Uh, episode five, if I remember right, because I'm on weirdly, like, oh, yeah, five, delightfully 10, numbered 50. one. Five, ten, fifty-two, uh, one hundred. I'm on, you know, some other stuff, too. Two hundred in the future. We haven't even recorded yet. It's amazing. Yeah, no, apparently that's happening. Anyway, uh, for those of you who don't know and don't listen to Triviality from 2017 or however <laughs> long ago it was, uh, Ken and I played one of the early games as a team and we got every question of the match right so that is what 35 questions including the the swing round and the final uh except for fucking slam ball matt yeah because apparently the bouncers were (laughs) yeah apparently sports is not my niche hey look a segue (laughs) and here i thought you were just picking at old scabs like i thought you were just bringing up painful past for no apparent reason but it turns (laughs) out there is a method to the madness sometimes yeah por qué no los dos uh, so yeah, listeners, today's roundtable discussion uh, and the primary reason we brought Matt on as opposed to anybody else from Triviality specifically is because we want to talk about uh, writing and presenting questions in the field of sports. And Matt, I think I'm not telling any secrets when you are the resident sports guy on Triviality. That is true. Um, I, sports is kind of like it became my thing on the on the show. And I mean, in general, I'm sure we'll get into it. It's sports is really tricky to write. And that's, you know, why it's the topic today is because a lot of people just don't like it. Um, so, you know, my thing is always I present everything with pop culture references constantly. So pop culture and sports are my two things. So that's kind mm-hmm. of like where that came about, where I just I became the sports guy because I wrote some sports questions. So it wasn't even so much a choice. It was a lack of options on your end. Uh, yeah, yeah, more or less. Ken, <laughs> Ken, Ken pretends that he's a sports guy, but he really just likes the Blackhawks and he knows a lot about the Blackhawks. So that's kind of that's his thing. Yeah, apparently you can't just make your whole game Simpsons, right? Um, I did. We did. We made a tournament. <laughs> Speaking of that, there are, there are three episodes that are all Simpsons. So yes, you can do that. But yeah, that's neither. Here. We'll we'll get into the Simpsons episode the next time we have you back on for sure. Uh, sports they are they are trivia fodder for sure, and people. I would I would argue that sports is probably the most polarizing trivia general knowledge style topic that exists. If you guys disagree, feel free to correct me on that. But at least that's been my experience because people are I 100 percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. People expect that they're going to get questions about geography and history and science and, you know, pop culture stuff out the yin yang when it comes to a, a regular pub trivia night. But sports always seems to be that polarizing topic. Which I think is weird because it's a full 20% of the questions in Trivial Pursuit. Like, it's not like, surprise, sports exists as well. No, it's a really valid point. And now that you bring that up, I remember uh, that when I built my five-round game, I basically just ripped off Trivial Pursuit's format. I'm like, oh, they do geography and science. I'm going to do geography and science. They do sports. I should probably do sports. I, I think one of the defining factors about sports, though, is that Granted, there is a very wide range of things that are considered sports, and there's a lot of different styles of play between slow, single-player games and fast contact sports, but sports are sports, and if you don't like movies, like there's thousands of different types of movies for every occasion. If you want to watch a sad movie or a funny movie with your friends or a horror movie at, at, at Halloween, like you... Like, I, I don't think I've ever met a human that doesn't like movies just because they're so varied. But sports mm. are all close enough 
that it's easy for a person to say, I don't care for sports or I don't watch sports or something like that. And I think almost every other uh, of the big categories, it's hard to say like, I don't like science. I mean, I guess you could say that. I know people <laughs> that don't like science trivia, but I it, that's just, I, I think that that's why people find it so easy to not like sports. Like if, if it's just not their thing, there isn't a sport that's different enough from the other sports that they would say, I like sports now because of this one thing. Yeah. Well, and I think you can, you can cater your lifestyle almost around never learning anything about sports. You can't really avoid history, science, geography. Those things are taught in school, but you can go through school without really learning anything about sports. And then after, you know, school, it's really easy to continue avoiding sports. So when those sports questions come up, you could say, I'm totally useless in this question and actually mm -hmm. mean it and know not one thing about a sport. Yeah. I would argue a lot of, a lot of people have gotten to adulthood not knowing anything about history or science either. <laughs> but your point is well taken. But that's that's yep. more of an active choice, I would say. That's fair. <laughs> I wanted to go back a little bit uh, to something that, that Jeff had brought up, specifically that you know um, nobody says they don't like movies. They can like certain genres of movies, certain actors, but not the concept of movies. That doesn't seem as binary as sports does. And I just thought that was really interesting. As, as you were talking, I was thinking through, I don't know anybody who says, you know, I'm not a big fan of music, for instance, because you are, you're just a big fan of very niche topics in it. Um, but sports seems to be a different animal to me because if you like baseball almost exclusively, you're probably going to at least have passing knowledge over other major American sports, basketball, football. Uh, let's pretend hockey is more popular than it is for purposes of this sentence, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And you don't see that in other, you know, pop culture zeitgeist stuff. So sports is its own animal. And I'm glad that we're talking about it specifically instead of just, you know, uh, what people have referred to. And I've heard this recently on on social media platforms and, and groups dedicated to trivia, you know, the concept of, quote unquote, trash trivia or, you know, derisively referring to it as sports ball. And can we talk about that for a minute? Because people have strong opinions both ways. I, no. Cool. OK, <laughs> for for me, I, part of me understands sports ball. Um, because besides me liking the Cubs and the Bears and, and playing soccer and playing baseball and generally enjoying playing sports and watching Chicago sports, um, I'm not a super athletic person. And I did the opposite of those things in high school. I was in the band. I did theater. I, I did the uh, band geek stuff over here. Mm -hmm. And from that perspective, it almost seems like like an us versus them type of scenario. And if you spend your formative years in that other category where these sports jocks are the people that are really awful to you and never, <laughs> you know, seeing sports on TV is just like, ugh, who cares? It's just, you know, people running around smacking each other, wearing spandex, you know, I, I can see why somebody would be so dismissive of it. But as someone who does enjoy sports, um, I, I agree. It does. It does feel exceptionally dismissive when there's so much to be learned. It has a tremendously rich his history of all of these events, and it's 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 almost got its own language and culture. Uh, it, it's right, right. It's a really fun thing to learn, especially if you've never been a fan of it your whole life. If you're just getting into it, there's a there's a ton to unpack. 
but you yeah. always whenever you when you when you get into these uh like long-winded paragraphy things about your opinions on sports it always triggers something in my head and i was just <laughs> now thinking to myself boy i don't like movies because i was an actor in high school you know i don't like music because i sang in high school both of which were the case but it's not the reason i like them mm -hmm. but there's a lot of overlap between active participation and passive spectatorship when it comes to sports that you don't see in a lot of other pop culture-esque things I, and I think one of the ways, <clears throat> one of the ways that we as hosts can write questions like this, Matt, this probably won't apply to you as well because you have a national audience. Um, and I guess now some of us do, being that we're all streaming and we're not just in some bar in the town where we grew up. Um, but I've found that asking about local sports is the easiest way in to writing for people that maybe aren't necessarily giant sports fans. And and that is kind of kind of like the participation that you have growing up. If um, if all of the sports news that you see is about local teams, that's an easy step for someone to make if they're not a huge sports fan. So if you can if you can pigeonhole your sports trivia at least uh, in parts to local events or local people that play on different teams from other places. It's kind of like um, a foot in the door. For, yeah, for it's like, oh, I played peewee. Yeah, oh, I played peewee baseball, so I know a little bit about the rules. Oh, I grew up in the 90s in Chicago, so I know about the 90s Bulls. You know, mm. uh, it, it's kind of that same attitude. And that's one of the one of the ways that I try to write my sports trivia for my players. And that actually bit... brings up a, an interesting question. Aaron, you are out in uh, Richmond, Virginia, which doesn't have a major pro sports team, at least, you know, NBA, NFL, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, right. you're adjacent plenty uh, being near, you know, Washington and Baltimore and Carolina. I, I, have, I don't know how the East Coast works. We have the football <laughs> team very local to us. The first place one in three football team. <laughs> that, yeah. right, Go the not, football team. <laughs> let's not do this. No, no. Yeah, um, yeah. But does that inform how you write trivia, uh, sports trivia questions whenever you do? Because you don't have that local flavor that you can kind of build in organically? For sure. Um, and it's funny because Jeff's talking about local sports teams. And I'm thinking about how I would get eviscerated if I asked about the local high school football team or whatever. Then I realized that you're, you're talking about the fucking Chicago Bulls, who everyone has heard of. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, you know, the, the trivia question that I come back to is that Virginia is the, I believe, and I believe this is still true, the biggest state by population that doesn't have one of the big four sports teams in it. Uh, big four being football, baseball, basketball, hockey, for the purpose of every time we say that from here on out. Please. Um, thank you. Yeah. I know reasonable minds can and do differ about that definition. I don't care when I say it. That's what it means. Um, we do have a soccer team here. They aren't MLS, but they're cute. Lacrosse is a thing, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, that is never something that I would have access to because even people who, might be NFL fans, I'm not able to bank on them being fans of the football team the way that I feel like you can bank on your audiences being Bears fans. So that's never even something that occurred to me. Like if I'm asking a big four sports question, it needs to be something that either I can get to through a, a different way. I can't just straight up ask, you know, what quarterback, well, I could probably ask a quarterback one Super Bowl MVP, but I can't ask like tricky mm -hmm. football questions mm -hmm. um, and assume people will know them. So if I'm asking them, I need to you know, understand there's not going to necessarily, I don't, I don't have the, the guaranteed loyalty that y'all do. No, and that totally makes sense. And, and to that point a little bit, uh, I, I want to say that as I've moved to streaming, like we all have, I have overemphasized in my games just naturally, like 
I, I put local knowledge in my games and especially you in do. sports because that's the stuff I know. Uh, I'm trying to get better at it, mostly because I realize that not everybody remembers the defensive lineup of the 1985 Chicago <laughs> Bears, though you should. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I, I, even like when you're talking that there are tiers too. like if you're talking local sports, if you're talking the Bulls, Michael Jordan, if you're talking the 85 Bears, that's much you know, more known than you would say an outfielder on the 96 White Sox or something. I remember in one of the games um, we had played live, the the question was spell the last name of Jeff Samarja. And then oh, I God. believe and I <laughs> yep. believe that question came up again because um, you, you reran that game for your stream, which you would never do, but you did. And I remember that <laughs> nobody would know how to spell that unless you were from Chicago and you had seen it every day on the back of jerseys and stuff. So it is something where that's hyper specific locally and then nationally it doesn't play at all. Nope. So so since you kind of exclusively write to a non-local audience matt when you do sports questions how do you avoid trying to to write something that you know some aspect of your listenership is just gonna know and there's nothing you can do about it because they're in la and you're asking a question about the dodgers or the lakers that's so intrinsically local knowledge that it's not even a question to them well i think i think when you're when you're writing for a national audience or a more broad sports audience it really comes down to you know, even within the big four, there's a hierarchy, you know, I think NFL questions are kind of going to be more well known than baseball than hockey. And unfortunately, hockey is on the bottom of that. I think if you asked a question about who won the Stanley Cup three years ago, you're going to get about 30% nationally as far as like who would actually know that sadly. Um, But that's where it is. So it's kind of sticking to MVPs, you know, NFL records, things that come up quite a bit in sports. And you know, we do have those like, you know, the 1927 Yankees and those mm-hmm. iconic teams and those iconic players and stats as far as, you know, Barry Bonds, home run records. Um, those are things that you can ask that you can expect to get a reasonable get at. But I think sometimes, you know, if I were to write questions for a sports podcast, potentially, you know, you're going to go a little deeper. But I think when you're doing general knowledge, you kind of have to stick to those big categories, big players. Um, And then if you can, you work in a little bit of pop culture for that. I wrote a question about Keith Hernandez and almost the entire thing was about (laughs) Seinfeld. Like, of course, that's where my head went to. And I put nothing in about the Mets, except for he played for the Mets. And I think that was the only way anyone would get it. So, you know, you kind of have to do things like that when you're writing um, for a wide audience. He's the one that had that like ridiculous Mets stash, right? Yes, 100%. <laughs> For what it's worth, though, the one guy on the team that knew that because of the bets, you made his day. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Good to keep those people in mind, too, because there's always that one guy who's like, all I know is sports, and no one ever asks pure sports questions. Well, I mean, that's why when I would play Jason's game, you know, round two, everyone would just hand me the pen and kind of <laughs> leave. And, yep. it, you know, I, and it was great if I was the only one in the room who would get a sports question. My, the smugness on my face could be seen in the <laughs> dimly lit halls of Brixie's. Um, and I loved it. It was it's, it really is a good feeling when you can, especially in sports, because everyone's just like, oh, how would anyone know that? And it's like, well, I, you know, I played a lot of Madden in 97. So I know I know Ben real- Coates was really good. The real advantage to my format with the wagering and everything is I know exactly how every team in the room feels about sports. And you know, Matt, and you to a lesser point, Aaron, should remember, I would hope, that that is the feast or famine round. Um, oh, yes. You know, 80% of my teams will hand in their one wager for that round, and they're just waiting to get to the first break. And then there's one or two teams that are betting big. They're putting their four point or their five point value on it. And really, I have to write for them, which sucks for you. And I'm sorry. Dude. 
I, I have the same exact the same exact thing. I have one team at my weekly game where one of the guys was on Sports Jeopardy, and I try as hard as I possibly can not to just pitch them softballs. But if I don't, no one else but their team gets it right. So I have to walk this line. <laughs> I have to walk this line of being able to try and stump one of my players who <laughs> went and played sports jeopardy well not just stood there but played well and then everybody else in the room like there's definitely some other big sports fans that play but uh matt is the one that i his name's matt as well he's the one that i think of when i write a sports question i say is this too hard for matt if it is i can't ask it at all because no one else will get it (laughs) So how do you do that, though, Jeff? What's the sweet spot when you have a room full of people that have such wide? It's I don't even want to say diversity, but give a damn about sports trivia. One of the things that I try to do is, like Matt said, where he tries to tie it to pop culture. I try to tie it to um, memorizable events. And by that, I mean um, teams changing cities or uh, bigger, more memorable events like... um, uh, you know, teams change cities and change names all the time. And so it's easy to learn that information as if it were a, a, a history test. You don't need to know anything about the players. You don't need to know who they had on the team or how right, they did that right. year. <clears throat> you could always remember <clears throat> that the Houston Oilers are now not the Houston Oilers anymore. And now they're the Tennessee Titans. See, you say Tennessee. that people remember that, but I still get Charlotte uh, Bobcats as an answer on a bunch of forms whenever <laughs> I do that, sport uh, basketball trivia. You, you'd think people would know that. That's a strange case, though, because that one went all over the place. That, that's a whole damn other animal. Um, yeah. a, a hornet, specifically, that's an animal. Yeah. And that's a whole other topic. Uh, I like what you said there, though, specifically about avoiding things like, you know, deep dive facts and figures and yeah. names and, and faces. To me, if I can write a good sports trivia question that I think a room has a fair shot at getting, uh, it's going to be a shotgun style question that's going to ask you, you know, to name a couple teams with a certain commonality. And it gets you into trouble sometimes because they're interpretable as hell. But, you know, name X teams in the American League West division of Major League Baseball, for instance, as opposed to name the starting rotation of the 2017 Oakland Athletics. (laughs) Mm hmm. Please don't, actually. That's a terrible idea. Nobody should ever name that starting <laughs> rotation. Uh, Aaron, what's your take on it? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's no different to my mind than anyone who's good. I mean, we all have that player, and we've all talked about that player who knows all sorts of things. And it's, it's about, for me personally, it's about what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, because my rounds all tend to be general knowledge, you know, Jason, you need to come up with 10 sports questions. I just need to come up with 50 question questions. Fair, so fair. Yeah. I don't There's a have bit of that, a, an approach difference there. Yeah. I don't have that same kind of issue, but you know, you do have to keep that guy in the back of your mind, but also you can't pander to him. And it is, and I feel like we have some flavor of this conversation every time you, you know, it's, it's a difficult needle to thread, but you just got to be aware. And for me personally, as someone who. You know, I know what I know about sports. My knowledge is uh, scattershot and often wrong, I've learned. But <laughs> I I am in sports more so than other categories. I'm rarely going to be the subject matter expert in the room. And I will run my sports questions by people, you know, just to make sure. Because like you talk about, you know, the, the Houston Oilers, we had 
some issue with a question that involved the Houston Oilers a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't even, I don't even understand enough to tell you what the issue was, but oh, okay. teams that move around and teams that change and people who've been lifelong fans and, you know, are you asking for the name before or after the city? You know, there's so many variables that I try to keep them as simple as possible just so I don't find myself in a position where I've been called out and I can't even answer the questions they're asking me for clarification. Right. And I've run into that situation as well. The more nuanced you want to make a question so you can try to catch somebody out or be a clever person about it, uh, the more you're opening the door for somebody to semantically beat you over the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> yep. You say, um, well, technically, the Baltimore Ravens continued, did not continue the, the history of the Cleveland Browns, even though they played there and then they moved and then there wasn't a team for three years. And I'm just like, shut and up and give me what, the quarterback. Right. Yeah. And that's always what gets me. And most of the time, it's one of those where I'll give the the um, the caveat, like, if you're going to argue with me about this, you know enough to know what answer I'm looking for. Just give me the answer you know I'm looking for. And then we can talk about it later. But especially when it comes to stuff like that with teams whose history gets interrupted or the team moves, but the franchise legacy stays. And I'm like, I don't have time to wade through all this. And how do you? Especially like <laughs> players who are traded on draft day. If you say, well, Kobe Bryant was actually drafted by the Hornets and he, oh you know, you, you run into stuff like that. Right. Um, but again, it, it doesn't affect the answer. And a lot of it is just because a lot of times for sports trivia players, they don't get much. So it's like, I'm going to tell you how much I know about this right now. And that's, <laughs> and that's, that's how that ends up. I right. think I wrote that exact question about. I think I did too. Yeah. Was it Vladi Divac that they traded for? I want to say. Was. Yep. Yeah. Vlade hooray Divac. me. Hooray my brain. <laughs> doing a thing. But I mean, if you approach that question with the understanding that you're saying, "Hey, uh, I'm actually, you know, Kobe Bryant yeah. was was not a lifelong Laker. He was yeah. technically drafted by, you know, what team in the Eastern Conference yeah. or whatever it is." I don't, is, is Charlotte even in the Eastern Conference, Matt? Yeah, yeah, and, and you can always okay, say cool. what, what team did he play all his games for, and that and that kind yeah. of like narrows it down. I think you do have to be careful with sports because stuff changes all the time. So you have to do put, not get me fucking started, Matt. As of <laughs> as of two thousand and nineteen, what is the team? And you have to you have to do those things because I, there are episodes that are early on, and you know we started recording in twenty sixteen mm. or twenty seventeen. Some of the answers are not correct anymore. Uh, the, I know I wrote a question about the last time the Bills made the playoffs, this person was president. And at the time it was Bill Clinton. And that is not true anymore because they made it last year. Right. Um, so, so, so if someone was listening, they'd be like, oh, this guy's an idiot. They just made it. It's like, no. Well, and then they could look back and realize they're listening to episode four of a 200 episode <laughs> podcast and go, oh, maybe oh, yeah. I'm the idiot for thinking that he asked me this right this second. <laughs> right. But that, yeah, yeah, I mean, that stuff does change a lot. It does. And it's a big problem. And you have the advantage, I would say, and I think to a certain level, we all do. Uh, when you ask the question, you in good faith do the best job you can to make sure that the information is accurate. And uh, as live trivia hosts or a streaming host, we don't care if it becomes inaccurate later. We don't have to deal with the repercussions. And hopefully your listeners don't email you and say that stuff because that's stupid and they should feel bad for assuming that you wrote a question they heard in 2020 in 2020 <laughs> for a, a podcast that's been going on for all you know nigh on four years now jesus yeah how the, do we get as good as you matt the biggest the biggest <laughs> um complaints i've ever had were about a rugby question because there's two different kinds of rugby rugby union and i forget the other one um uh, and I had, sevens yeah, and I had I had named the national team of the rugby union team when it was actually the other team. And we have some international listeners who are like, how do you not know this? You know, because rugby is very, very big over there. But you know what? It's mostly a shirt here. And I don't know very much about rugby. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> 
So that's where I'm at. No, that's absolutely fair. Uh, you, you got me started, Matt, you bastard. And we need to talk about this because the NFL uh, really, really likes to literally and figuratively move the goalposts on me when I'm trying to, to write and update football questions. Some of my live stream audience will know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you don't. So I wrote a question originally, I think in like 2016, 2017, somewhere in that ballpark that, you know, it's, it's a pretty simple question. Not a lot under the hood. It asks how high from the playing surface are, you know, do the tops of NFL regulation goalposts extend? Which is great because it's 30 feet, right? Right? No. And I'll tell you why. Because they went and fucking changed it about a year after I wrote the question. And it's not like a very publicized change because who the hell cares? So they upped it to, to 35 feet or 40 feet or whatever it was. So, you know, I got some pushback at my live stream you know, because I accepted answers in a certain range and I didn't accept that. And I had to fact check and I say, OK, I guess they did change it in 2018 or whatever. And then they fucking changed it again in 2020 and the season hadn't even started yet. And what do you do with that information except for just throw the whole thing out, grab a handle, Captain Morgan, and just try to get through the rest of the night. So <laughs> uh, I guess this is my love letter to the uh, Rules Committee of the National Football League. Eat a dick. Yours truly, Liquid Courage Entertainment. <laughs> Well, the NFL is terrible, too. They change constantly, and all the records are going to be messed up if they start playing 17-game seasons because some of these players like Mahomes and Jackson mm. who are just starting their careers are going to play much more games than some of the players before, and they're just going to hold all the records going forward. So that it's kind of crazy how like changes like that can affect uh, the, the records and stuff, and that just affects trivia constantly. And that's when you get into, you know, using terms like in the modern era, and then you have to define when the modern era is, even though it's a well-known term in the sport, but you don't necessarily fucking know. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of uh, of records and stuff, that's one of the things that um, we wanted to talk about today is like the common sports trivia chestnuts, mm -hmm. like the fact that Wayne Gretzky, if he never scored a single goal in his life, would still have the highest points of any player in the NFL due to all of his assists. Mm -hmm. Um can you guys think of any other common sports trivia chestnuts that even <laughs> non-sports fans should absolutely be aware of just because of how often they come up? First one that comes to mind for me, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is the only major sports city in the U.S. where every team <gasps> yes. wears the same, same color colors. scheme. I love that question. Such a good question. Um, I would say the ones that we, so like we have guest hosts on our show all the time and we've actually had people, we've had to have them change their question cause it's been the same one over and over. Um, Larry Bird being the only coach, coach GM of the year, executive player, of the year yep. and player of the year, although LeBron's going to win it this year, just kidding, but whatever. Um, <laughs> that was then, in the middle of a sip of Coke, you bastard. I almost spit <laughs> all over my microphone. And then also I think I've been asked who were the players whose powers were stolen in Space Jam about seven or eight times. No one cares about Sean Bradley. He was very tall, and that's it. But that question, I, because we're a pop culture-style trivia, it comes up a lot, and people love asking about it. But um, for some reason, that's one of the ones that comes up a lot for me. Aaron, did you know that Michael Jordan played uh, minor league baseball for the Birmingham Barons? You don't say. I had never yeah. heard that. that. That is, to me, just another one of those damn chestnuts. It's not even local knowledge. But what number did he wear? Uh, Forty-five in honor of his. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. I never in honor of his high school either. number. Yeah. His brother, actually. Never mind. <laughs> this is this is very specific to just Chicago, and I might get this wrong. So please don't yell at me if I do. I won't have any idea. But if, if I it's remember right correctly, not, 
<laughs> he wore he wore 23 and then he wore 45 and then he had his jersey stolen at a game and had to wear 12 without his name on the back yes so that one gets thrown around i have sometimes seen that one too, before as like too. The, yeah the super secret what other number besides 23 and i don't 45? have a lot of thunder that it was 12 but he wore three numbers officially in the nba and that is one of those uh you know got you there kind of questions absolutely yeah. Uh, for me, I guess I would say pay attention to team names and cities in the big four, the U.S. sports leagues, MLB, NFL, NHL, NBA. Uh, oh, Green Bay has more owners of than any other team in the big four mm-hmm. sports leagues because they are owned publicly. Yep. One of my favorites, because it's one that you have to puzzle out and think about is, and Jason, you might have asked this originally. I did not come up with this question, but it was... Um, of the teams in the big four, pairs of teams that share the same name, which two are geographically farthest apart? That does oh. sound like a me question, and I my it's head goes to the Rangers. Right? Is what? Oh, Giants. Yeah. Oh, no, the Giants, yeah. The Giants, for sure. I think um, I saw a lot of Rangers when I asked that. Yeah. I did, in between Texas I did and the opposite of that one. I did the the teams that share the same name that are the, essentially in the same areas, the Kings from two different leagues oh yeah oh yeah yeah but those are good because and those also just from a writing game playing perspective you can get people you can get everyone in on it because you've got the guy who's in town from la for some reason who will think of the kings and you've got the guy who is inexplicably still a giants fan who will remember their team Mm -hmm. even when god has forgotten the giants at this point and (laughs) you can really collaborate with a question like that much better than one where you're just asking a question of the sports guy. So again, from yeah. a question writing perspective, those are the ones that I gravitate towards because they are sportsy, but they're also mm-hmm. collaborative. Well, yeah, the asking, team efforty. I like that. Asking to name a team also narrows it down to a one in thirty chance that they actually, you know, can possibly make a guess. And you know, not the best guess, but if they take some kind of information and can make an informed guess rather than which player when there's been, you know, thousands and thousands, it right. it, it makes it more fun because then you, you can still, even if you're not like this isn't my round, but like, oh I know teams, I could say, yeah. sure. And if you limit it to just geography or even the name of the team, then it becomes a geography question or a wordplay question. And then you don't as long as you have a baseline low level understanding of the league, you've got a shot. Mm-hmm. Did you know, for instance, that there are some team names that don't end in an S? There are exactly <laughs> 10 now, thanks to the Kraken, which is That's... cool because my game has 10 question rounds. <laughs> oh, nice. I was Ooh. very excited when they announced that name. Aaron, you know I'm going to steal that for an upcoming theme game now and do it in a different direction. I assume you're going to do it, but boy, do I want to play around with the notion of that now. There's a lot of options. Yeah, it's one of the I love when I find lists of 10 things because I've got a theme round. Hooray. Exactly. And that's the hardest part for me. Yeah. Yep. As long as we don't do it on the same night, as long as I don't like do that round and then kick to you and you do the same rounds, so we might have to coordinate a little bit. Oh yeah. I can't imagine that we'd, we'd overlap that way, but yeah, let's definitely, let's, let's talk that out behind the scenes. Uh, we have talked a lot though. I realize being Americans and as much as baseball, football, basketball, and I'm still going to argue that hockey is Bay uh, kind of dominate the <laughs> landscape. There are, and I'm looking at my notes here, other sports. Big if true. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll accept the premise and work from there. Um, does that, in your opinion, help balance the playing field or does it make a sports round even harder for non-sports fans if you delve into things like golf or tennis or the Olympics or, and I really want to say this, women's sports? <laughs> Women don't play sports. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I One of the things that <clears throat> that I found when 
talking about the big four U.S. sports uh, plus MLS a little bit versus the everything else that could be considered sports is that generally when you're talking about the big four, you're talking about um, events, uh, players, statistics, you know, stuff that people would have experience with. But when you talk about the other stuff, generally you're talking, and I'm going to talk a little bit more, more about this later, uh, but like terminology, uh, mm-hmm. just the names of different sports, different variations of games. Mm, right, right. You know, and it's a much more broad understanding. Like if I asked a cricket question in the U.S., I'm not going to ask about a famous bowler. I'm going to say what game uses a position called a bowler. It's not you know, Sashin Tendulkar. I do not have any idea. <laughs> is it bowling? <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah. And that's something that I have been getting to with my current events around every week because I don't, I haven't had the big four sports to lean into. I can always count on like something happened in football this week and now I can't. So I've been asking about sports like tennis and golf more. And you definitely have to, like you said, you have to go higher level. You can't ask you know, where did the guy who just won that tennis tournament learn to play tennis? Because I can't even remember what guy or what tournament. And I asked about the damn thing. <laughs> so I do, I do know that people who play my game appreciate uh, more obscure, not obscure, but like non-big for sports, but it's definitely makes it harder on every, everybody involved. More people are apt to have a bad time when you branch out. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you definitely also want to vary the playing field as you said. Yes. Uh, and that's, you know, I do, as, as we've alluded, I do a sports round in my live shows uh, every week. It's 10 questions. It's officially sports and games. Uh, so I make three of those questions, strictly speaking, like board games, card games, video games, things like that, mostly to piss off sports people. Uh, but it's still seven sports questions. So I try really hard to include something in baseball, something in football, something in basketball, something in hockey, and then three questions that have to do with team names or geography or some kind of wordplay or Olympics or, again, maybe women athletes. <laughs> we, as a people, don't know enough about that, and we should get better at it a lot and also pay them. And this has been my TED Talk. Hey, I will get behind that 110%. And that's even though I made a tasteless joke a couple minutes ago. Obviously, women do play sports. Um, I have heard it said. And that's something that I find when I ask questions about women's sports. Questions that if I was asking about men's sports, they would be instigates for most people. People will look at me and go, shit, I should know that. And I'm embarrassed mm-hmm. that I don't. And while I don't actually enjoy <laughs> shaming people, it's a good, you know, I, I like to consider my game a public service. If I can do some consciousness raising, I'm going to ask a question and be deliberately gender ambivalent about it. You know, that's going to tip off some people that like, oh, this might not be just about men's sports. And then they're embarrassed. And that is, you know, they're not going to get the point for it, but they're going to learn something new and they're going to remember. And that I is think such a clever approach. Yeah. Anyway, the Olympics are a thing. Let's move on to that. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully again. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, are they? And Olympics are interesting because Olympic trivia is so much its own thing. Like uh, Wesley Wells is the Olympic trivia guy. Like if I'm ever on a podcast with Wesley and there's an Olympic question, he's, he's going to get it. And they're also interesting because even though you are playing non-traditional, quote, big four sports, there's such an event that mm. I feel like you can ask who Carrie Strug was or who um, – Apollo Ono is or who uh, Misty May trainer, you know, these are athletes. You're not typically going to know gymnasts or speed skaters or volleyball players 
but especially for American consciousness, these people are, are very much in the zeitgeist because for two weeks, every four years, these people are, or every two years now, these people are all that anyone's talking about. And there's something to me really cool about that. I think from a geopolitical standpoint, the Olympics are probably terrible, but I personally love them because <laughs> it brings the, the country together in a way that nothing else really does. And we've all got this collective consciousness for two weeks, which is incredibly rich for trivia questions. And it does, uh, to your point, help that it's every two years or every four years, and it's a worldwide event because then you, you're just slapping a history question in a sports round, basically. <laughs> yep. Or a geography <laughs> question in a sports round. And that helps equalize the the big, you know, the person who would do great at, uh, you know, for instance, we have this sh this local show called Beer Money that I know Jeff knows what I'm referring to and Matt might remember. But basically, oh, yeah. it's, you know, local reporters go out to sports bars and, you know, have like one, 200 bucks on them. And they'll give you some cash if you can answer a local sports question. And it's never you know, major league soccer and, you know, the local Olympian, it's always, you know, the, the baseball team, the football team stuff. And that's fine. But we, we want to make sure that we're not only catering to that sports fan. Yeah. Before we get too far away <clears throat> from the topic of beer money, my ex coworker <laughs> Russ would kill me if I didn't say 83 and then we could move on. That's, that is an inside joke for a very specific group of people from the Chicagoland area. Based and they better on all a, be listening. And I if hope that not, they are. If 83 Nation doesn't doesn't represent on our podcast, I'll be very sad. <laughs> it's the super fans? Is that who that's for? I don't I don't quite know. I, I, I don't even know what he's talking I about. No I talk to him all the time. It's specifically from uh, 670. There was a beer money. Oh, okay. Uh, there was a beer no, money no where, more. yeah. There's a guy who answered 83 as the year very in a very interesting tone, and that's become a meme within them for a long time. All right. Sorry for completely <laughs> digressing away from, from everything. Sorry for jeffing all up in here. <laughs> I did. I totally shrewded it. Matt, when you write sports questions, what do you consider sports and what do you consider outside the sports umbrella? Because um, there's so, arguments. So the thing is, at least on our show, we don't do categories, which is really nice. So I like to find a way to sneak sports hints into regular, like history, science, and mm -hmm. all sorts of other categories. Um, I, I mean, anything anything that's has a winner, I think, winner and a loser for me is going to be a sports question. Um, you know, because Oscar's you, you, got it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Okay, not 100%, but... You know, the um, day I see Bloodsport at the Oscars is the happiest day of my life. Competitive let's get, acting. Yeah, let's get Meryl Streep and Dame Judi Dench. Let's get them those big American Gladiators-style uh, jousting sticks and just let them go at it. Also a sport. Also <laughs> streaming on, I believe, Hulu? Just is in it case really? Shut up, do. really? Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, my God. Well, good news, listeners. If you play tonight. any of our streams or listen to Triviality, you, you're about to hear a bunch of American Gladiators questions. <laughs> Heads up. Is Supermarket Sweep a sport? See, this, that's where I draw the line, I think. That one's not a sport. Regulation, that's cardio, though. No, I mean, speaking as a weightlifter, what they're yes. doing absolutely qualifies as cardio. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> it's, an, it's an exercise, not a sport. Chess what boxing. people say about cheerleading, too. Yeah, I, that's a that's a dangerous question to ask is what is a sport and you'll get people whatever you answer people are going to be mad so it's best to just not <laughs> not not put those into a box. 
Right. So what are the most controversial ones then? I would throw cheerleading out, competitive cheerleading, and that's not even like a trivia thing. That's just uh, our government can't figure out whether or not it should be a sport. It should be a fucking sport, by the way. Yeah, it's a well, sport. I mean, horse racing, I think, is one that people say a lot is that a sport um because, and it comes up in sports trivia right but yeah. would you would an average person say that secretariat is a great athlete espn did uh, i don't know i think so but um a lot of people might argue that's not a sport yeah i'd say yes asterisk and that asterisk is assuming that athletes aren't just strictly human mm-hmm. yeah. i when that's- i first started writing uh, and I would categorize the questions I was writing. I had sports and games, you know, of course, sports, games, leisure, you know, straight mm-hmm. up stolen from Trivo Pursuit. And in the years since, I've completely removed the uh, games and leisure aspect of it. Um, because when I think of that, I think of like board games or video games or pastimes or things mm-hmm. like that. And things that are done at a competitive level or some sort of outdoor game. That's, you know, so the Olympics and track and field and horse racing or anything like that, boxing, all of those I would consider to be sports. If ESPN can show a show on it, it's going to be sports. So esports kind of sneaks in there, but like cornhole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bags. What is this cornhole? Get out of here. Oh, no. oh do not start that conversation with us, <laughs> Matt. Aaron, you know exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to cornhole versus bags lately. Oh, man. I that was a whole Myers- Learned League thing a week or two ago. Myers Leonard, oh. that's his fault. That's what, that's what I, I don't pay. I pay very little attention to the discussion surrounding those, those questions because it gets so sanctimonious, I can't mm. handle it. So I actually had no idea that was a thing. But oh, no, For me, it's a popcorn it move every time. But boy, did that come into debate when cornhole was accepted, but bags wasn't. And then, oh, that's you, interesting. My argument is if you're going to accept one variant answer, you kind of have to accept all the variant answers. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't. Anyway, uh, I did a round once on, and I forget if I did this for my game or sports trivia face-off or maybe both. I wrote a round on this topic, sports that people will argue whether or not they're sports. And what I enjoyed about it, because I'm a Slytherin, is that every other question, someone in the room would go, wait a minute, that's not a sport, or wait a minute, that's totally a sport. I'm like, you guys have not only missed the point, you're also giving away answers, so stop it. But it was it was things like that. It was horse racing, um, long games, you know, uh, bags of cornhole, bocce, darts, bocce golf. I put CrossFit on there because I kind of had to. Um, and something, maybe esports. But the, the de- you know, it's interesting trying to pin people down. Like, all right, fine, fuck you. What's a sport? And then you throw something at them that, you know, fits their definition, but no one would agree is a sport. Um, it's a fun intellectual exercise if you are mean like me. <laughs> I want to create a speed knitting league now just to prove exactly. the point that you're making right now. It's competitive. Well, and those, it's um, physical. It's a damn sport. You're never going to please everyone, so why try? Those marble races got really big during quarantine, and there was yeah. like a huge thing about, like, is that a sports league? It's like, I don't it know. couldn't possibly be less of a sports league <laughs> and also somehow be a sports league. Right? Yeah. And the bigger question is, why does it matter? Like, if I'm asking you a question about this in my sports and games round, then fuck you. It's a sport. Answer the damn question. Yeah. I, I, I love think... when Aaron puts on her big, like, <laughs> dominatrix trivia pants. I am here for that. <laughs> I am hostile towards my players, and they like it for some reason. <laughs> I don't like yums. There you go. And that's why we're friends to this day, Aaron. <laughs> exactly. So I'm still mad about the hat. fact that sports fucking change. Uh, so I, I, I want to give one more story out before we consider where the hell this conversation is going. Yeah, for so, those of you at home, this is its own bullet point in the show notes. 
Yeah, it says verbatim, sports fucking change all the time, and it sucks, and stop yelling at me about it. Because I swear to God, yesterday, my afternoon stream, I asked a question about uh, college sports, specifically, you know, a conference-based question. It asked you, mm. in, a, in a nutshell, it asked, what conference would you expect to find Syracuse University and Virginia Technical University, or however I phrased it, and, and this is how I phrased it, for everything but football... Notre Dame. Mm. Because here's the thing. There are there are bedrocks to our society and there are things <laughs> that are always and forever going to be true even if it's in sports. And one of those things is that Notre Dame will always and forever be an independent football school, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. They're fucking anymore, COVID, okay? No, oh, fucking COVID. They're they in a conference in 2020. Yeah. <sighs> I think I asked that question. Notre Dame is in a conference and mm -hmm. uh, my faith in humanity is just gone. <laughs> no, 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 because you motherfuckers, you wouldn't wash your hands. You wouldn't wear your masks. Now Notre Dame has to be in the Big Ten. They should always fault. be in the Big Ten. They I should. They are for hockey, by the way, which is the other problem with the wording of the question I had. Yeah. But at least that's on me. You know, there's somehow there's somehow Chicago's uh, like college team of choice. I mean, it's because most of the ones in Chicago are terrible, but it, you see a lot of a lot of Notre Dame around. Not not as many fighting Illini hats. That's that's another that's aspect inside. that we didn't really touch on too much so far is the the college sports aspect of it. You have to get so specific unless you're talking about big sports schools if you're talking about like you can't just say ncaa sometimes you have to add division one or division mm -hmm. two or you have to specifically say what conference that they you know and <clears throat> especially if you're using um schools for their obscure mascots or like the university of california santa cruz for their banana slugs you know which i recently talked about like, didn't i ask that on triviality matt the banana slugs that's a good possibility. I think you might have been a swing round of all weird. Um, I know that we've had it, a swing round of weird mascots where, you know, the, all those come up. Uh, I can't even think of any other ones. Roadrunners is one of them. That's like you like the unique ones that are only at one mm. school. Spiders. Um, yeah, it's that's Richmond, Richmond right? right? It is. Ooh. I'll take things we know because of Aaron for 500. <laughs> no, they, made, they, made, they made the tourney, I think, once like a few years back. Oh, yes, yeah, they were like they a 15 were... seed. They were elite eight, the same uh, same season VCU went to the final four. And I right, remember so nobody this. cared. <laughs> right, yeah. It was my first year in law school, and I tried to throw a party, and everyone's like, why are you throwing a party when U of R and VCU are both playing in the elite eight? I'm like, play that sentence back again and tell me I could have predicted this when I planned this damn party a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cool year yeah. to be here, though. Oh, I bet. What was the other? What was the school a couple of years ago? The 16 seed that was uh, Boston or not Boston, uh, Maryland, Baltimore County. You, you, oh, that was the, VC. Loyola yeah, the, was the nun. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's another one that fucked me because I didn't do my due diligence because their team is, I believe, it's just the Retrievers and not Golden Retrievers or specifically Golden Retrievers. Something about their mascot that I didn't know because I just glanced at it on hmm. Google and I got pilloried in the room. Yeah, and that's that's another thing is when you're if you're doing your research with Google, you really have to check article dates because it could be up to date when you, when that article was printed. That's why anything Gosh. before 2017, I'm not going to use as research for sports just because mm -hmm. there's a, there's a good chance that somebody's beaten that or something's happened, especially if it's not, if it's something I'm not too familiar with. Um, and I, I have no idea even how to fact check. If there's not an article that's within the last three months, like I'm skipping it because someone's right. going to correct me on it. So forget it. 
Yeah, at least you don't get your corrections in real time and through, you know, um, loud, angry voices like we do. That's all caps. True. A lot of yelling. Yeah, all caps these days. But usually it's like a big dude in a fucking linebacker jersey saying, hey, look, I was at this game. You want to fight me I'm on it? I'm wearing his I... shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so sports suck, but we're going to keep doing sports questions because it makes like three people happy and it pisses off people. We kind of like being confrontational about. Is that all agreed? <laughs> yeah. And I, th I think the point that I really want to hammer home to those of you who play trivia, particularly my trivia and apparently Jason's trivia is that I swear to you, we are trying this shit's <laughs> hard. And this is harder than a lot of other things because the nature of it, which is why it's your specialty and why it's not my specialty. So, you know, correct <laughs> me, but please be nice about it. Aaron, when I inevitably get the t-shirt mate that says, I swear to God, we're professionals and we're trying our best, you get a copy. Guaranteed. Hooray. <laughs> that sounds like one of those like Facebook specific shirts. Like I'm a Taurus and I swear I'm trying my best at writing trivia. <laughs> <laughs> but if I want to leave you guys at least, you know, kind of echoing what Aaron's doing, if I want to leave you with anything, it's that, you know, women are athletes, guys. Oh my God. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm so going to start I, fucking writing women's sports questions. So I, fair I asked a question that was literally name a WNBA team. And that was it. And I was like, let's yeah. see. And, and I'm, far and away, it, the so. hardest mystery theme I have ever done was just the names of WNBA teams. My wife wrote it, thankfully. Mm -hmm. uh, so I could just blame her when everybody hated it. But also, guys, there are a major professional sports league that's been around for a couple decades now. Yeah. Learn them. There's the Lynx and the Sky and like three other teams because I swear to God, they change more often than anything else. They do. That was a learned they, league kerfuffle as well because mm -hmm. they basically it was the same thing. It was like it asked for a current WNBA team and it named. Yeah. I got lucky because I think Sports Trivia Faceoff, again, RIP and Peace had just asked a question about it. But um, those change all the time. And it's like sparks i think might have been an issue because it's been spelled 600 different ways inexplicably yeah, right. they came up with that many different it ways an, to spell it i think it was an x when it started i don't know they right were, it was yeah, back it was when they were time. In, back when they in the uh xfl yeah <laughs> yeah xfl so, any iteration sport uh yes the rock the rock yes. owns it right now right doesn't he own yep it? he's a the rock. yeah he's i am back they said I am ride or die DC defenders going. I went to one of their games. It was possibly the most fun I've ever had at any sporting event because it's like, it's, it's trying, but it's doofy, but it's not actually doofy. It just feels doofy because it's not the NFL. Mm -hmm. And the fans are like either in it to get wasted or super educated and psyched. It's amazing. It was so fun. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I am psyched. They're coming back. Like I love hockey. Hockey's my number one always will be, but XFL. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> So now I have to ask the, the follow-up question. You ready for this? Uh-oh. Pro wrestling. Sport? For certain definitions of sport, yeah. I, I will, I will in a gun-to-my-head situation, say performance art. But if we're defining sport as something where there's a clear winner with an athletic component, then sure. Those guys I like are what you said about performance art. I think that's yeah. the definition I would use. Because it's athletic as hell, and you have to be athletic, which you need to arguably be for sports. But obviously, like, wins and losses aren't, determined by the skill of the competitors so can't call it a sport right it's sports hold on i'm going to coin a phrase here oh. sports entertainment mm. ah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually that. funny i was having this conversation with my partner this morning because he is an actor and a personal trainer and a huge pro wrestling fan and we were talking about apparently there's a scene with hulk hogan as hulk hogan in baywatch which oh, indicates yeah. that in the Baywatch universe, pro wrestling <laughs> is real, which is incredible information to have, I thought. 
Uh, but we, yeah, we were talking about that this morning, that it's, it's all of those things and it's wonderful. And I don't know that there's anything like it, but when we're talking about pros, uh, what is a sport defining a sport, like pro wrestling is always a fun wrench to throw in there because mm-hmm. whatever you're defining, you could probably make an argument for pro wrestling as part of it. And, and I, I used asked to a put, lot of pro uh, wrestling questions. Yes. And they're all great. And- it's your damn fault, Matt. I used to throw in pro wrestling questions to equalize sports rounds, and then you and the boys started showing up, and now I can't even do that. I, I love you. I hate you. Come back. I miss you. Oh, there's so many emotions. I, it's a complicated sports and feelings and men, Aaron. That's all I can tell you. And Matt. And specifically Matt. That's hey, Jeff, I'm, I'm done talking about sports. Are you... Yeah, I could be done talking about sports. All right, let's let's move on. I think we I think we've covered all the bases we want to cover in the hour or so we've been talking about this. Anybody else have any last uh, parting shots, Matt? Uh, no, just you know, don't be mean about it. If you don't like it, it's not your thing. You don't have to say mean things about it. That's all. And that's why yeah. Matt is my favorite. Don't be a dick. That's just general good rules in general. Just don't be a dick. Right. That's my number one rule of trivia and life. <laughs> Well, we just spent like an hour talking about competitive stuff. Should we get competitive? Yeah. I'm always competitive. Apropos. I've oh, been I know. scoring you all this whole time. <laughs> I'm ahead on points, right? <laughs> points the rules are made up and the points don't matter. There you go. Uh, let's jump into the keyword challenge for the week. You guys cool with that? Absolutely. Yay. So the 15-second version for anybody who's here from Triviality and is never coming back is that uh, over the course of the next 10 real-time minutes, we are all going to receive a keyword suggested by one of our listeners. Uh, This will be the first time that we think about it. We're going to take 10 real-time minutes away from the microphone. Each craft the best single question we can that incorporates that keyword somehow either in the question or as the answer itself. Come back to microphone, present them, and then you will uh, collectively decide which of those questions you decide. I, you decide. You're just going to keep deciding. And eventually, uh, the favorite will be decided. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I wanted to make sure that I said that it was favorite so much that I said decide 15 times. Uh, Jeff, what is our keyword for the week? Uh, our keyword <clears throat> brought to us by Katie in Lyle, Illinois, is well, actually two words. It's Jim Henson. All right. I'll take Jim. You guys take Henson. Done. Fair enough. <laughs> That's a As terrible we are idea. recording this, his birthday would have been last week, I believe. It was late September. Oh, no kidding. I can't yep. rate that anymore. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> uh, Matt, are you good under pressure? Uh, no. So. Good. <laughs> this is going to go great. So, uh, yeah, let's step away for 10 minutes, come back with our best Jim Henson inspired question on the other side of this apparently porn sounding break. Hey, everyone. Jason here. While the host and I step away to think about our keyword challenge, we just wanted to remind you that you can check us out online at QuadriviaPod on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for QuadriviaPodcast. And you can always email us at QuadriviaPod at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And now, back to the show. And welcome back. That was a very short 10 minutes for you and a very long 10 minutes for us. Uh, You guys all prepared to present your questions? Nope. (laughs) Good. Well, why don't you go first then, Jason? Oh, God damn it. I walked into that, didn't I? (laughs) All right. So thank you again to Katie in Lyle, Illinois, for this keyword suggestion. of. You've been waiting to do that, haven't you? I have. (laughs) 
yeah, as those of you in my streams know, this is Katie as in yay, Katie, if that makes any contextual sense. And if it doesn't, just know that there's a Katie and she is yay. So based on the keyword that we had, uh, here is what I have prepared for you beautiful people. In the beloved Jim Henson series, Fraggle Rock, there are four known intelligent species, the titular Fraggles, the industrious Doozers, the rustic Gorgs, and what fourth species that appears in every episode and is sometimes derisively called silly creatures? I think I think I know this, but I'm concerned that I... Well, you know, I'll let, I'll let you guys talk a little bit and see if what I think is what's lining up with where you guys are thinking on this one. All right. Yeah, the only thing I know about Fraggle Rock is that it has a banging theme song, and that's pretty much, that's the extent of my Fraggle Rock knowledge. That is accurate. I My relationship with Fraggle Rock is I know I watched it all the time when I was a kid, but I have not returned to it as an adult, which I need to. Um, aren't people, aren't there people like humans in yes, Fraggle Rock? Yes, that's that's where my mind went the yeah the guy doc and his he has a puppet dog but it's uh the human and his dog yeah and we are silly creatures so that tracks mm -hmm. yeah that that was my first thought also knowing jason like i do <laughs> see because humans are in fraggle rock i'm kind of in a position where if there were another intelligent species i'd been screwed here fortunately there isn't and you're 100 percent right yay hey. Yeah, right. the species is humans uh doc appears in every episode uh gogo -Go, i think is the name of the fraggle in the f series finale that actually talks to him directly and apologizes for referring to them oh, as silly creatures i forgot and Doc's that, that like, even no, happened i i get it we we are uh <laughs> you hear a lot of the silly creature stuff through uh the the one character traveling matt when he's showing like imagery and videos of the you know outer space as they call it which is just the world yeah, the, he uh, sends back a lot the of pictures and stuff, right? And culture and stuff. Yep, he sends back the pictures and videos, and he constantly refers to humans as silly creatures for doing the funny things that we do. I do the same thing. <laughs> uh, so that that was my contribution to the cause. Feel free to tear it to shreds or tell me you love me. I, I will take none of the former and all of the latter. I the The only real criticism that I would have on this at all isn't applicable here because we have to write about Jim Henson and thus... Jim Henson properties and stuff in a normal game of trivia. I would put that towards because it's a little bit tricky because, you know, people are, if you're not familiar with the show, you might start thinking about some crazy extra species of creature. Um, if you aren't of a certain age that falls outside of your range of uh, what you grew up with and stuff, mm -hmm. which would make it harder and stuff like that. So it's entry into this talk about Jim Henson stuff, it's wonderful. It's perfect if you were doing around about uh, Muppets or Jim Henson or uh, anything like that, like uh, shows from that time period or anything. Perfect question. It, it, uh, my only concern is that it wouldn't fall into a usable spectrum on a game for just regular general knowledge. Just, yeah, I see what I you're would, saying with that. Yeah, I would disagree for the same reason because I think that it, Ooh, mommy and daddy are fighting. I'm here for it. Uh -oh. <laughs> it doesn't. It, you're you're right in that you know a lot of people are going to know it or they don't, but there's enough there. You know, four intelligent species. He's named three that obviously aren't people. If you're familiar with Jim Henson, you're familiar that he he interacts his creatures interact with humans all the time. I think this is gettable on a guess. 
more than others. And I think the fact that you included like intelligent species and you named ones that aren't people and you mentioned the fact that they are silly creatures, you could get there. And it, it is hard. I don't personally order my questions. I just order them in the order that I happen to write them in. So there's no like, it wouldn't matter where it goes in my kind of round, but I do think mm -hmm. in a round where things get progressively harder, it could lean towards the back. But I think it's yeah. totally gettable if you are willing to like, to, it's one of those you have to talk about with your friends, which I hear people find enjoyable at Bar Trivia. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I, I got to say, I was about to concede to all of Matt's points, but then Aaron started talking in my defense and now I want to concede to all Aaron's points. I think you're both right, weirdly, because that's almost like dichotomously impossible. Um, yeah, my name's it's, Jeff, not Matt. I was like, I made no points. I have to give my points. I award you no points, Matt. Sorry about that. Also, but, talking uh, in people's defense is literally what I do for a living, so I'm glad it that's works. That's fair. I don't uh, feel bad losing. Aaron is my favorite internet lawyer. I love you for it. Uh, yeah, to, to Matt's point, in a theme round or a theme game, this is absolutely an awesome question. Still me. making points. Here's the thing, okay? <laughs> All I'm doing is looking at your names on my screen, and Matt is above Jeff. And I guess you can interpret yeah, that any way you want. Hey. But Jeff, my friend, apparently, <laughs> brought up a, a good point that for a general knowledge style game, this might seem like it has a harder access point than it really does. Because I wrote it to be tongue-in-cheek, Wink, wink, nod, nod. Hey, humans are intelligent. Humans are species. Humans are in Fraggle Rock. And even if you know the show, there's a pretty good chance you're just going to fucking forget that. Yeah, it would definitely come down to, like, if anybody was going to take this game, it would come or take this question for their own game. It would really come down to just your audience, knowing your audience well enough. I, your audience knows you enough that that uh, wouldn't be as high a difficulty. Um I, And it's very much in the same tone that I would write to. So my teams would probably find it. And then all of our players are around the same age range. So I don't think it's totally outside the range of stuff that we would normally write, just overall in a gen in a very general sense. Uh, although I do agree with Aaron, though, I think uh, putting it towards the end of a game where the harder questions tend to hang out is, is where I would put it for okay. sure. Well, enough about me because my ego is taking positive and negative blows. Aaron, what do you have? It's for all us? positive. We love sure. you. Sure. I, I have a challenge to something Jeff just said. Jeff just said, because this is a Jim Henson theme, it has to be a Jim Henson question. I will respectfully disagree with this Ooh. question. That's, that's true. I should have I should have thought should have <laughs> thought harder about that. I'm here. It's gonna get weird. <laughs> I think you guys are gonna like this. It's dumb. Jim Henson gave us such whimsically named characters as Ralph, Waldorf, and Skeksis. Despite what his name may sound like, NBA player Vlade Divac is not a Jim Henson character, but he is perhaps best known for being traded on draft day for what NBA all-star who, consequently and famously, cannot be called a lifelong member of his team? <laughs> Couple of things God. Here. Yeah. One, lovely. <laughs> oh, I love Two, it Two, as Matt so has much. pointed out, it, it, it's Vladdy. Blade is uh, my favorite um, superhero, actually. Sorry. I've been staring <laughs> at it. I've been trying ever. to find a pronunciation guide on the internet, and I couldn't, so. Oh, oh no worries. That we you talked know, that's about the earmark too. of knowing you're talking to a really intelligent person is if they learn everything from the written word instead of the spoken <laughs> word, so. Yes, that's why. That is, that's <laughs> what we're going with. At, at least it wasn't Blade Divach. I'm okay mm -hmm. with you. Uh, do we, I mean, we have to go through the answer. Do we have to go through the answer on this? 
No. We, I'm just wondering be... how many people were like zoned out because they were driving during the first part of this episode and have no idea why this is funny. <laughs> yeah, email us if you have no idea what the hell we are uh, joking about right now. It, it helps us get listener metrics. Uh, Matt, this is a, an L.A. question. It is a sports question. Fire away. Um, I forgot what the question was even asking for because I zoned out when the question was <laughs> <laughs> But this is a Kobe Bryant question, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like it. I like that it is so different from what I assumed anybody was going to do with Jim Henson. You have you have taken the spirit of the keyword and just literally run away from it and with it. And I am here with for It's my favorite thing to do. It, it lets, yeah. It, my creative, write, my question writing process is an exercise in stretching the bounds of words and kind of fucking with people at the same time. So this is fun. That's all I got. You can say nice things about me too if you want though. <laughs> I, honestly, I did say my nice things. I'm waiting for them. Uh, it, what I was going to say very much echoes, uh, echoes Jason's and you were absolutely correct. I, w- I was not expecting uh, <laughs> the Spanish inquisition that is Aaron's writing on the keyword challenge. Nobody expects it. <laughs> Honestly, that's, I kind of did. That's how I write questions a lot of times is I take something and then move it like as far away from the source as possible, um, adding in stupid clues and wordplay that doesn't mean anything and it's funny to me and that's it. Um, So yeah, if if somebody gives me a topic, I'm not going to write a question about the topic more or less. And I like it. It's fun. Aaron has very much done that here. I I wonder if I'm, if I'm being critical is it a bridge too far of a walk away from Jim Henson to get to Vladdy Debach? Eh, maybe. Oh, also, absolutely. Also, do I care? Not really. This was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, what are you bringing to the table? Um, sure. So this is, I guess, technically a sports question too, but we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> with, <laughs> with the name reminiscent of one of Jim Henson's Muppets, pro wrestling star Chris Jericho is the lead singer of what heavy metal band? I know this. I would I would have fundamental problems with my life and memory if I didn't know this. I have seen them play. I was on his boat. Wow. Yeah. But that's me, Aaron and Jeff. I, I also I also know this one lights out. Not because okay. I was naked on a boat with him, but <laughs> look, the rumors of my nakedness are largely exaggerated and also definitely confirmed. <laughs> This is something that I have heard, and I suspect, Matt, I've heard it on your show, but it is not something that is stuck in my brain. So I don't, I would defer to the other people on my team because trivia is a team sport. It is. <laughs> I'm curious, though, what your guess would be because this is guessably correct based on the way that he's written it. Oh, shit. I'm just not, I'm not saying that you should know it. I'm just saying the way he's worded it, the, there, there is a ballpark that you can pull from. I mean, I could name you a metal band. But that you'd be, would you'd be, be better off naming a Muppet. <laughs> you very much would be better off naming a Muppet. Oh, I still don't have a guess. Oh, the way I, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, <laughs> this is good radio. It, you let up for the guess, so you're like, oh, and we're 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 on the edge that of was our so seats. Aaron. I no, sorry. The way I was reading it is that Jericho sounded like it might be a Muppet name, but that was my bit, not your bit. Oh, he's um, is that a split infinitive grammatically? No, it's a or is that a, just a mafferism? Place modifier. I've got this is a digression, but there's a regular who plays my stream who knows everything about and like I know shit about grammar. This person knows everything about grammar, and my co-host Rob is abysmal at grammar. So the chat is just it's not you know Jason your chat is people arguing with you. My chat is people correcting my grammar and giving me like pin sites to the 
rule book on grammar for where it comes from. It's amazing. I love it. Um, that said, I still don't know the answer to this question or what grammatical flaw in my brain led me <laughs> to read the question wrong. So y'all should just give the answer. All right. Uh, Jeff, do we want to three, two, one this and actually do it for once? Sure. I'll let All you right. count down and I'll try to time right. it with you. All right. Three, two, one. Fuzzy. Oh, that's Waka a metal Waka. band? Arguably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's kind of, it's kind of hair metal. It's kind of butt rock. Um, so when those meet... <laughs> You get you get a you get a metal band probably. It's okay. imagine Nickelback could do like an elbow drop, and that's Fozzy. Huh. And that is coming to... from somebody who actually really enjoyed their music on a cruise in January. Okay. So well, I'll make it with the wrestling in the background. <laughs> I I tried to write a question where the answer was Black Panther, and the clue was Waka Waka Forever, and I couldn't get there. And Waka. so I so I gave Waka up. Waka Flame. Can you go that route? Oh, that's possible, too. There's a lot there. See, there's a lot you can do with Jim Henson that has nothing to do with the direct Muppets. That clearly. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of this question, Matt, is that in the behind the scenes text, you have marked the answer as Chris Jericho. Yeah, I couldn't even cheat. No notes. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Chris Jericho 100%. is the lead singer of Chris Jericho, I think is axiomatically correct and doesn't give you any information. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I like it. It has the guessable in, as I pointed out to Aaron. Um, if you wanted to focus on the guessable in, maybe not use the word reminiscent there, mm -hmm. uh, because that's slightly vaguer than the answer leads itself to be because it's literally the name of a Muppet as opposed to, um, you know, being like coincidentally a Muppet name or sounding alike or being really close, but not quite. Yeah, because like it's, yeah. it's, it's just a yeah. spelling difference, F-O-Z-Z-Y versus F-O-Z-Z-I-E, I believe. I don't believe there mm -hmm. is a spelling difference. I could be wrong on that, but I always thought the bear was F-O-Z-Z-Y. No, it's, uh, yeah, the bear is I-E. Oh, well, fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't you um actually me on my own, no, own I'm, podcast? I was, I was defending Matt. I was defending our guest and his use of reminiscent because it's not exactly the same. It just sounds the same. They're homonyms. Oh, no, it's fair. reminiscent of the word I wanted to use. No, it's not. And right. reminiscent <laughs> is a good word there. It's just to me, you know, it, it makes it possibly slightly less guessable. Um, yeah, that, if it's, if that it otherwise just said, like it, no notes, so. this is a Matt question through and through. <laughs> you could, Matt, you could flip it and ask like, like as a before and after type. I'm still working on Waka Waka forever, by the way. I have, <laughs> my brain has, has drifted. But you could make it like a, like a, you know, Jim Henson Muppet, who is known for X, Y, Z, gives the traditional salute of or something like that. Right. Yeah. Or I would say so. I think if if Fozzie or if this Muppet were in a Marvel movie, he would his catchphrase would be Waka Waka forever. I don't know. Yeah. I would, something like that. I waka think. Waka. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 workshop this dumb idea. <laughs> that's the point of this show. Matt. Yeah, that's what we're here for. <laughs> this oh, is good. literally what we're here for. But yeah, you did. You are you are people like we are people, uh, silly creatures that we are. Jeff, get <laughs> give us something, please. All right. Uh, besides Kermit, Jim Henson provided the voices for dozens of his creations, including the piano playing Doctor Teeth. Dr. Teeth, along with Floyd Pepper, Zoot, Janice, and Animal, made up what band that performed as the house band for The Muppet Show? Uh, I have this light out, lights out, as you said, and I think, Aaron, you just said the same. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, it's not guessable, but it is definitely, you know, knowable pop culture knowledge. Mm hmm. That said, I don't Matt. know it, so yeah. <laughs> Is it the roots? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Teeth and the Roots. I, I actually want to headcanon that now. That is great. Uh, Aaron, why don't why don't you take the answer on this? I, I know that you know that you're right. So I learned this, or this like this sticks in my brain because when I the first bar I ever played trivia at 150 million years ago, and that was still a thing we were allowed to do, was a group of people who all I believe had PhDs in their respective fields and they were very good at trivia and their team name was Electric Mayhem and they won all the time. They very nice people. All the win. Yep. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. So, Jeff, if you want to reveal that, that she is, is no, right. Yeah, that is correct. The elect Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, that's their full name. Uh, and also, that's why I wrote the questions because I have a team that plays using that name. <laughs> and my own criticism of uh, Jason's question above is exactly the same for my own question here. <laughs> I I knew going into this with this question that it's one of those you either know it or you don't. The way that I worded it, I could have uh, brought it around so that maybe it's guessable. Or I thought about asking about naming the other members of the band, you know, other things mm -hmm. like that. But I couldn't get outside of the either you know it or you don't aspect of it. I mean, you can give some some clues towards Floyd Pepper because he he's a, his whole character is a reference towards two big classic rock bands. You know, Zoot is a reference towards uh, Frank Zappa. Janice is Janis Joplin. You know, there's a bunch of different ends, but I just didn't have the time to craft it the way that I wanted. And there's this is something that Rob and I go back and forth on every week is we always throw in a couple note or you don't questions for several reasons. One, they're easier to write. And two, mm -hmm. you need separators. There's nothing wrong with mm -hmm. having a couple of questions that some people just are going to have to put the pencil down and stare into space because, you know, like you said, crafting questions, it takes time, it takes brain power, and there's nothing wrong with the occasional note or you don't. Yeah, it's definitely more acknowledgement than it is like pissing on it. Like, yeah, no, this is a you know or you don't question. As long as your whole game isn't built up of it, you're, you're doing fine. Uh, my take on this, because I'm me, would be, you know, besides Kermit, blah, 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 including the piano playing Dr. Teeth, Floyd Pepper, Zoot, Janice, and what other Muppet named for an animal collectively make up the <laughs> election. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that is the content you pay for, my friends. <laughs> well, my favorite question was one of these. What was yours, listener? You could tell us by visiting quadriviapodcast.com. All you have to do is go to that website and uh, there'll be a little clicky buttons. You click the one next to the one you like the most uh, and make sure that Corey has no, you know, voting, no vote for Corey things. That's all you have to remember is pick one of the four questions, not Corey, anything ever. Jeff, I love that you would explain in detail how to use the clicky buttons yeah, on clicky the web buttons. form in 2020. Yeah, Clicky buttons. As you reminded them that they shouldn't vote for a thing that literally won't be in the uh, options. Yes, it that will. That said, no, I hard agree. Do not <laughs> vote for Corey. Corey finds backdoors. That's what he does. He does. And someday, and probably very soon, we're going to be finally revealing the winners of the last 20 <laughs> or so keyword challenges, <laughs> listeners. Dear sweet listeners, you have struggled for so long without this information. Capital <laughs> S soon. That is exciting. I am excited. Are you excited enough to present a game? I am. If you guys are up for it. Nope. Always. 
Somebody <laughs> has to be the contrarian dick. Corey's not here. So I'm just going to say no every 15 minutes. Yeah. No. What do you have for us, Jeff? I have actually gotten around about sports to give to you guys. And what I wanted to do here is a little bit about what we talked about. I specifically have 10 questions, some of which I've reused from a, a final round I called called ESPN, the Ocho, about um, lesser known sports or sports that aren't big for things that you don't hear spoken of as often as everything else. Oh, um, look at you fancy. I know. Uh, and these 10 questions are in five groups of two and you'll see how they pair up um the answers aren't related but the style of the ask is related in both so feel free to work as a team uh talk through the answers there's i'm assuming going to be quite a few of these that are either going to be trivia nuggets that you already know Mm -hmm. uh but let's see how things go everybody ready Yeah, yeah i'm good matt are you here for this oh yeah all right ring it all right. Number one, if your Anheuser S shot looked like it was going to ace, but instead of hitting the chains, it doinked, you might be playing what sport? Joke answer, beer pong, actual answer coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got this one. Yeah, I, I, I think I got it too. Matt, any thoughts on this before the reveal? No, I mean, doink brings me back to a really tough time in Bears history, so I try to avoid oh. hearing that word as much as possible. It brings me back to a really bad time in wrestling history. Yeah, and his, oh. and his smaller friend, Dink. Yeah. We do not Evil speak of Dink. Dink and doink. <laughs> I'm uh, also from Virginia, Nathan. so it just reminds me of playing frisbee golf in college. That fault, is... do you say? Your correct <laughs> answer. Um, ever since uh, the Seinfeld episode about the summer of george i've always called the correct answer frolf not disc golf frolf uh mm-hmm. but disc golf uh or frisbee golfing the key here being uh hitting the chains is probably the biggest clue out of all of them uh yeah, just that's, because that's what got for me definitely mm-hmm. yeah and ace is a hole in one and a doink is when you hit the big orange or the big yellow bar that the chains hang from and it bounces way far away from the hole and you but, lose yeah. in the first round of the playoffs we know <laughs> But that was your number I, one. I, oh, go can ahead. I say that seeing this in print, I did not know that Anheuser was not like the Bush brand Anheuser <laughs> when you said that. Apparently yeah. it's spelled differently and a different thing. Yeah, it, it's um, the the terminology there is the angle of the Frisbee to the ground. Uh, and if it tips up or down, it they call it Heiser or Anheuser and it controls your curve if you're playing at like a super high professional level and not just throwing the frisbee towards the hole um but that's one of the things you could do to control your throw a little bit more uh but that's definitely of all of the terms that's the least known out of all of them that one's in like the professional how to throw disc golf better books okay i love a good sports terminology question that just packs in a bunch of shit that sounds weird and all makes sense if you know the weird ass sport I, I'm glad that you enjoy that because here comes another of that. Oh, cool. Number two, uh, if you weren't paying attention to your blade while feathering and you caught a crab that knocked you out of your foot stretchers and passed the cocks, you might be participating in what team sport? <laughs> you, you said, you said, you said feather. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've written my own version of this question. I love yours. You went 
about twice as far as I did on mine. I have this uh, lights out, dead to rights. Yeah, me too. Matt, um, is it lacrosse? That's my only. I don't know. No, Matt's not on our team anymore. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, I believe the proper term is rowing crew. Yep. Rowing or crew or rowing crew is your correct answer. Uh, and the explanations on this one, the blade is the wider part of your oar, the part that goes in the water. Feathering is when you turn the oar so that the blade changes the way it's facing. Uh, if you catch a crab, that's uh, when you don't fix where the blade is positioned. And instead of sweeping it back to stroke again, it smacks you in the face really hard. Uh, and the foot stretchers are the little pedals where your feet strap in, in the, in the okay. boat. And the cox is short for coxswain, the person at the back who yells at everybody to row. Yeah, uh, I pulled it up real quick just to compare and contrast. You want to hear my version of this question from about three years ago? Sure. It's much, it's much less uh, condensed. In what Olympic sport do competitors race for about 6,000 feet trying not to catch crabs? Oh, there you go. I like I like that a lot. The when I was researching this, I was just looking for kind of terminology for a different sport, and I saw the term catch a crab, and I'm like, ooh, I wonder what that looks like. And it is violent, and you could get thrown out of the damn boat doing yeah. that. <laughs> Those things move real fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, moving on to our next segment, uh, which is a segment that I will call similar but different. Number okay. three. Native to Southeast Asia, the game Sipak Tekra is often described as being a combination of what two other sports? Oh, damn. This is arguably guessable, but combination. Of... I wrote around about obscure sports for a stream game about a month ago. And I feel like this popped up during my research, and I don't remember if I'm confusing this for another game, and I think that I am, so I'm not going to say what's coming into mind because I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of a different sport. I have nothing on this. That had so much promise, that little narration you just did. <laughs> and, and yet. I, I wish I would have landed that plane as I took off at the beginning of that <laughs> sentence, but no. Matt, save us, maybe. Yeah, I don't... Uh... I don't know. It, it's um. I'm trying to think of other sports that are a combination. I know there's like, there is a golf soccer style game. Uh, there's, but I, I know and like handball is already like a combination of, you know what I mean. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough when you think about. Like, I want to assume at, soccer or rugby is involved at right. some point, mm-hmm. just because yeah, those are baselines for Asia? so much shit. Well, I mean, uh, like cr- Asia. cricket, cricket, right? Yeah, it's still big out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe Maybe. like um, badminton or table tennis, but not specifically. Oh, table tennis is very popular. Good point. Yeah. So it's it's combat wrestling and table tennis. (laughs) (laughs) Is this wait or is this is this the thing that's like it's it's table tennis, but you're headbutting the ball. Is that this? You know, and that would make it a combination of like soccer and, and table tennis. Do you want to go with that? I like it. Sure. That's the thunder assist we have, we have yeah. so far. It's, it's a little rumble. It's much closer than what you what you might be thinking as an answer. Sipek Takra is the game played with rules similar to volleyball and soccer. It plays the same 
ball movement wise as volleyball and it has the same touch rules as soccer you can't use your hands but you can use your head chest legs oh okay oh, and they use the little wicker ball so it has a slightly smaller court than volleyball and a slightly lower net than volleyball but they're not allowed to use their hands in any capacity so like they they're the ones that they do like the bicycle kicks and kick they use this little wicker mm-hmm. ball and they just kick that son bitch like it ain't nothing yeah, they're great like crazy athletes right they're doing like triple yes. kick, like flips in the air and, yeah. yeah yeah and watching videos of the uh, watching videos of, of professionals play that game is crazy it's it's just it's like, so like different ninja volleyball yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to um, like you were talking about the the one where you play table tennis with a soccer ball and you can only use your head. The people that play that are crazy pants. I, but this is yeah. So pretty much soccer plus any net sport like volleyball or badminton uh, would have counted. Wait, didn't um, we say soccer and badminton? Well, you said Not soccer. Together. Yeah, you said soccer and table tennis because you could touch it multiple times. Oh, I guess badminton, you can't touch it multiple times. So, but yeah, no, you're right. We're wrong. I tried. (laughs) All right. Number four, also similar but different. Uh, Popular in Scandinavian countries, bandy is very similar to what other sport, but is played with more players to a team, smaller game equipment. And a larger play area. Smaller game equipment. That's an interesting clue. Huh. I will I will quickly clarify the game equipment aspect. Um, so imagine people playing basketball with smaller shorts and shirts. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the tools you use to play the game. Right. Right. The ball, if there's a ball. Yep. The bat, exactly. if there's a bat. That kind of thing. Do yep. you think it's polo, but they play on donkeys? <laughs> I think it is now. <laughs> Well, it's Scandinavia, this... so wouldn't it be like reindeer? Impossible. But those are big. Well, you tell Maddie's wrong to his face, then. <laughs> I can't. He's like 2,000 miles away. I know. Uh, and true. it's horrible. Is it, is it cricket? Uh, I don't oh, see sense. any reason why it couldn't be cricket. It's hanging off something in my brain, and it might just be that we've mentioned cricket like 18 times now and haven't right. actually talked about cricket, but that's ringing a very small bell. Cricket with like yeah, a tiny little paddle and like a golf ball and it's played over like a country mile. I'm I'm OK with that as a guess. Mm-hmm. I like it. I, I got nothing to say otherwise. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, <clears throat> the big clue here uh, was the Scandinavian countries because uh, they are quite cold most of the times, uh, which might lead you to guess hockey. Bandy oh. is a mm. large large scale version of hockey played with smaller stuff. So they have a smaller goal and they use a smaller hockey stick. It's closer to a field hockey stick. Oh, Um, okay. And the normal outdoor version of the sport, they don't have um, the walls like we have in hockey. They just have a big, large open ice rink with uh, small little ledges that'll keep the ball in play. So bandy is just a really big 11 player version of hockey that's kind of played uh I believe they uh, it's the the same size as a rugby pitch area. So think really big. It's Viking football basically. Yeah, kind of. And that does right, explain why that. I've heard of it. Mhm. Yeah, that I that question pops up whenever I do like a holiday or winter trivia type mm. Christmassy thing because that's the closest that I have to like Christmas sports questions. 
All right. So moving on to our next set of questions, these ones are kind of about rules and regulations. Um, so number five, in darts, the game 501 is played by lowering your score to exactly zero by subtracting the value of your throws. Often seen at the professional level, what is the minimum number of darts needed to check out in a game of 501? This I is know a the answer. Yeah, I know the answer to this for 301, and now I want to do some math. Why do you make me want to do some math? I love you for <laughs> yeah, making me do some math. 301 is seven, right? Isn't that what it is? I, I suppose I would ask you if this were a legitimate trivia question at one of your shows, I would probably walk up to you and ask for a clarification on a thing. And can I do that here? Sure. Uh, do the rules that you're writing this under require either double in or double out or both? Um, <clears throat> double out. Or does it matter? Yeah. It, when talking about professional level stuff, double out. Mm. Yes. Okay. So I would say, uh, I mean, I don't know if it changes the answer, but I, this information is based on the professional level rules in play where they pretty much only hit triples and doubles. Okay. So team speak real quick, uh, based on that. So the highest you can throw on a single dart is 60, right? Mm. The triple 20. Correct. And if you throw eight of those, that's 480, which means you would need to get 21. But if you threw a triple 19 instead of a triple 20, you would then need to close out on a 24, which could be a double 12, which means I'm pretty sure the answer to this is nine darts. Sure. Yep. Yeah, you'd go 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 57, and then a double 12 to throw out. I assume works that math works. I don't have a calculator in front of me. It's going to make me sound real smart if I'm right. You sound authoritative as fuck, so I'm going with you. That has been the downfall of many of my trivia playing experiences. I should know better, yeah. Absolutely, but here we are. It has. Uh, I do have some thunder on oh. this, yeah. I was going to say it has been the downfall before, but it is not this day. This That is exactly the math. The, the triple 20s times three for the first three, triple 20s times three for the second. And then a triple 20, a triple 19, and a double 12. That is exactly how to get to 501 in exactly nine darts. Well done, nice. Jason. That's the, I, I was just asking for the number of darts, not what you had to hit. But <laughs> well done. That's, exa that's exactly correct. That's the most common. There are other ways to do say, it. I was just going to say, I've got the, the glasses pushing up my nose right now to say you could do it with a triple 18 and a double 14. You could do it with a triple 16 <laughs> and a double 16. Ah, Vindicated. Yep. Too much math. Nerds can do good at sports. <laughs> yep, that's exactly correct. All right, number six. Uh, in esports, eight minute, four stock, no items is the most common rule set for competitive tournaments for what video game series that was first introduced in 1999? <laughs> Wait, no, I, I, no one. I had a guess until you said 1999. Oh, you said I'm no very, stock, very and I was on board. Now, what is it? Yeah, same here. <laughs> Uh, this one, this is Smash Brothers. That is correct. It is the Super Smash Brothers series. Um, in Super Smash Brothers, they set an overall time limit. The stock is the number of lives or the number of KOs, essentially, times you get knocked out of the ring. Okay. Um, no items is they don't they don't have all the plethora of crazy video game related items that drop onto the board. The they hammer. also have yeah exactly the hammer, uh, all, all the Pokemon balls and stuff like that. 
Um, one of the other rules that they do have is they have a double blind character pick. They have like loser mm-hmm. of the first match will pick the stage of the next match and you know, things like that. But that's mm-hmm. harder to kind of get across in a single question. But Super Smash Brothers is your correct answer. And anyone who mm-hmm. has played that game knows <laughs> knows four stock, no items or, you know, one okay. stock, all the items. Uh, Smash Bros. is just, it's great for trivia in general, because uh, you can ask questions about characters from the game using other clues from their own series, and it kind of, it, it comes up a lot, I think, especially if you're writing like a games or sports and games type round, it's something that's really easy to kind of pick out different things, because there's so many characters, and they're all from different series, so mm-hmm. it works out really well. Yeah, and, you know, it's sold tens if not hundreds of millions of copies across the series at this point because it's nintendo and it has mario and link and now steve <laughs> yeah I, I just saw that that it looks like uh he's gonna have a couple of abilities that are pretty broken right off the bat which will be <laughs> interesting enough. to see yeah we'll see all how right. much that gets nerfed in competitive play anytime soon yeah i'm sure all right moving on to some international fare so the two most popular sports in Ireland are Gaelic football and what other sports? A combination of hockey and rugby where players use flat paddles to move the ball down the field. I had this as soon as you said two most popular sports in Ireland because I <laughs> thought you were going to ask a different question with a cooler kind of mechanic to it. And I think, Aaron, you and I are on the same page on that. I have one of these uh, flat paddles in my room. Oh, OK. So you used to play in college. You know this from knowing it. That's novel. Yes, <laughs> from playing the game. It's a real fun game. It's crossing between like field hockey and murder. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, Matt, any uh, clue heard, on this? Because Aaron's, Aaron's got this dead to rights, and I'm pretty yeah, sure I've, I know it. We had a swing round from a game that Addie Lewis hosted where he would name professional, or maybe he was my teammate. I don't remember. But it was they would name professional team names. We'd have to guess the sport. And this was one of the sports, and I can't remember the name of it, so... Just tell me what it is and put me out of my misery. Can I tell you it's really, really close to the greatest and most glorious sport of all time? Hmm. Professional wrestling? My <laughs> favorite and most glorious sport, Matt. Come on, it hasn't been that long. Uh, what sport do I have an cricket? unhealthy fascination with? You bastard, of course it's not cricket. What is it? The sport of kings, that. Matt, curling. But, you know, it's not oh, with a C, right. right, Aaron? Correct. It's hurling. Yes. Hurling. Yes. hurling is your correct answer. Yeah. And Aaron was real close with her description of field hockey <laughs> plus murder. It's freaking awesome. It's so much fun to watch. It is so fast. Yeah. And if you had in college too. <laughs> if you had <laughs> never seen uh a hurling paddle before, the very first thing that you would see or you might think of when you saw it is like that's some form of weapon. It it really doesn't look like. Well, uh, that's. Some... I mean, I don't own a gun. That's part of why I have it. I'm. A, <laughs> I'm I live alone. Aaron, would you be willing to take a picture of that and we'll load it up uh, on the website or in the show notes for this episode? I'm I want everyone right to know <laughs> why they shouldn't go try to to fan meet Aaron without permission <laughs> and consent yeah. and two weeks notice. <laughs> yeah, come say hi. Just let me know you're on the way. <laughs> All right. Well, while Aaron is taking a what I can only assume to be a very intimidating picture (laughs) of a thing that literally looks like a dangerous wooden sword of some sort, (laughs) uh, I'll give you guys question eight. Okay. Uh, Sometimes called the fastest game in the world because the pelota can reach speeds of over 180 miles per hour. What sport popular in Latin American countries utilizes a piece of equipment known as a cesta? 
to catch and throw the pelota? I was going to bring this up as uh, sports questions that everyone should sort of know. And now I'm it glad is, I did. It is a little chestnutty. Uh, I love that you put the terminology in because the Archer reference fan in me and I assume Aaron, <laughs> if I remember our episode of uh, Triviality oh, yes. together, uh, has this based solely on that. But yeah, this is a chestnut for sure. Yeah, it's another one that I I can picture the game. They got the little banana looking sling thing and they're whipping it at the wall. And I just it's not racquetball and I don't know what the name of it. You got everything but the it. name. Uh, does the name highlight ring a bell, Matt? Yep, sure yep. does. There can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is your correct answer, of course. Um, it's from a Basque phrase uh, that means like wonderful celebration or some translation close to that. I'm not really sure what that has to do with the game itself. But I first saw it played live, or not live, but saw it in action in the Jackass movie where they were throwing oranges at Johnny Knoxville's ass with the Sesta. That's where I know it. You're right. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it's, it's literally this big giant hook thing that extends the length of their arm by about three feet. So mm-hmm. as it, the uh, cantilever of throwing the ball is so much <laughs> further from your body so you can really put speed on it. It's crazy how fast those things move. And they're essentially hucking like the size of a cue ball around this giant court. See, Highly- I thought Highline was uh, melee for compound skull fracture because <laughs> that thing's basically it, a rock right yeah for the most part yeah if, if i remember correctly it's pretty close to a cue ball that's wrapped in like canvas okay and it will kill you all right so let's move on to question nine and jason this one's just for you buddy i love you so so much the lead, the second, the vice, and the skip <laughs> are the names of player positions in what Olympics sport, or I'm sorry, Olympic sport. The position names also indicate the order in which the player throws during an end. Do you hear me bouncing in my gaming chair right now? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted I wanted to tell you to, to shut the fuck up a little earlier, but I figured <laughs> it, it would just be more fun to let you... To let you no, this, know that I wrote a question. This lets Matt come in with so much thunder on this question. Matt, you son of a bitch, you better have thunder on this question. Obviously, it's slam ball. Uh, <laughs> about it. Damn it! I set myself up for failure on that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, curling, right? This is this is curling, the curling. Yep, sport of kings. Yep. And fun fact that I did not know until uh, regular listener and good buddy of the show, Eddie, pointed out. Um, is that those same positions are the exact same for the game of lawn bowling or bowls. It's exactly the same. Oh, I didn't know that. That is so useful and threatening information. I love it. <laughs> now that I have rewritten this question to include Olympic sport, because bowls was played uh, in exhibition and was on the short list for 2020, but got cut. So technically bowls, There's not an Olympic sport. So technically curling. Is the only answer to my knowledge. You know what else got cut from the 2020 Olympics? (laughs) The The 2020 2020 Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And last question, number 10, closing out the, the duo of questions about player positions. Uh, Easily identified by designs on their equipment, blockers, pivots, and jammers Mm. are the player positions in what contact sport? Blockers equipment, or the blockers equipment is plain. Pivots feature a stripe, and jammers have a star. I've got this from one word in the clue. I did yeah. too, and it sounded like Matt did as well. Yeah, I know. I actually knew one. Did, do do we want to try to just be proudy proud of ourselves and say it at the same time? 
nothing bad can happen. We are in three different time zones. So this has never failed before. In three, <laughs> two, one. Roller derby. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to get on three. Yes. Roller it, derby. Roll it, <laughs> Curling. It, it is it is roller derby. The equipment in question here is their helmets. They have these helmet covers that they put uh, over the top of their helmets that they could change between players when the players switch jobs in the middle of a game. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, so the, the blockers just have regular helmets. Pivots, they have the stripe and they're kind of uh, the marking line of how to score. And the jammers are the ones that have to go around the track and pass through everybody to score mm-hmm. points. And so because those positions are often... Uh, well, I shouldn't say often. I have seen in my history with friends who played the game uh, that they swap the the skins that go over their helmets to to change positions mid game. But that's Ooh. one of my is favorite that called, questions. Is oh, that I'm called panty passing, or am I thinking of something else? It it might be. I do not know it from that term. But I never played the game, uh, so I only saw it happen from the sidelines. But. Uh, the reason that I included this actually is something that we spoke about earlier today is that that game is not some, not one that people think when you say contact sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mostly because uh, most of the, the teams are smaller local teams that participate in smaller local leagues with other roller derby teams. And they're, uh, it, it's such a fun thing to go watch. Uh, shout out to the Chicago outfit from like 2005 when I used to hang out with them. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. That... I, just, I wanted to circle back on something Aaron said earlier. Uh, I took a moment because I had never heard the term before, Aaron, and I Googled panty passing. Oh, mm. goodness. That's the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> I was starting to do that as well to fact check myself, but uh, do, do I need to? It is something to do with because the, the, the helmet covers that indicate position do look like panties, and I thought that was what that was called, but I never played. I just. Stacy may peak may or may not listen to the show plays or played and has talked about it. And it's the kind of term oh, okay. that sticks in your brain because it's right. interesting. Yes, indeed. But I hope you guys I hope you guys like the the ten questions that I wrote specifically about non big four sports and games. Yes. To I kind really of round out our sports topic. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It was the one about Smash Brothers, right? Fucking slam ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess that brings us to the end of our show for the day. Matt, uh, do you want to tell our listeners where they could find you and other contact info as you choose? For sure. Um, so, yes, as I said several times, I'm uh, one of the four hosts of Triviality. Uh, it's a podcast. You can find it in all of your podcast catchers, your iTunes, Stitchers, Spotify's, etc. Uh, just search Triviality. We pop up pretty quickly. Um, join us at the Crop. It's a Facebook group where we talk about questions and other sorts of nonsense that comes up day to day. Or you can just check us out at trivialitypodcast.com. Uh, all our episodes are linked there and links to our Patreon supporters and all that good stuff. So um, that's where you can find me. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And I've been, of course, Jeff Bim with RMT, as in Riddle Me This Trivia, uh, in and around the Chicagoland area. You could find me streaming on Twitch, uh, on Facebook, at uh, Tweety Places, and Instagrams, all at RMT Trivia. 
And I am Erin with Orange Cat Trivia in Richmond, Virginia. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Orange Cat Trivia, and Twitch streaming Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, also Orange Cat Trivia. One fun thing that I want to get more people into, um, I have been creating a curated playlist that I play during my streams. So if you hop on over to the Facebook page, you can put whatever the hell you want on the Spotify playlist. I usually post it the morning of, and I don't really look through this before things start playing. So if you want to contribute to the chaos that is my weird <laughs> in-person and also stream bar trivia, uh, Orange Cat Trivia on Facebook. Oh, do not threaten me with a good time, Aaron. <laughs> uh, I've been Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment. You can find me personally on Twitch seven nights a week like a crazy person. That is twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage, courage with the letter K. Uh, if you want to find out information about our live shows in the Chicago area, check us out on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash liquid courage with a K. And if you want to join my OnlyFans, why? <laughs> <laughs> And as far as we are concerned, if you want to reach out and give us some feedback, positive, negative, or otherwise, you can do so by shooting us an email at quadriviapod at gmail.com. We can accept your keyword challenges there, uh, ideas for new discussion topics for upcoming episodes, and just tell my wife I said hi because she reads all our emails now. If you want to reach out to us on socials, we have Quadriviapod on both Twitter and Facebook. Search for uh, either of those. And if you want to check out our keyword challenge voting or see whatever the hell Corey is doing with the website these days, quadriviapodcast.com. Dot com. And with that said and done, Matt, it is a tradition here at Quadrivia that our special guests always come up with our new and exciting outro to end the episode. So, Matt, take us out. Uh, cut all this. <laughs> Where do we go? My favorite question was one of these. What was your favorite question, listener? You can tell, tell us. us. Oh, damn it! I, <laughs> fuck. The handoff was no. bad. I did. I didn't pick shout up. into their speakers. <laughs> <laughs> shout loudly at your radio in your car.